0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast in a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market. For whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. My next guest is definitely worth a watch if you get a chance to go onto YouTube. Uh, As a fellow podcast host, he is used to being sat on the other side of the recording studio, but today, Zach Giorgio from Chroma Recruitment and the host of Northwestify podcast joins me. We talk about a number of diverse topics, not least what it's like running a podcast, why he thinks you as a listener should think about launching your own and what the benefits are, but also the downsides to it. And how as a Manchester-based business owner, he thinks you should possibly be niching down in your local area and why that's beneficial to both the recruiter and the leader. And he shares his experiences of growing and building businesses with trainees and people without recruitment experience. What are the traits we need to look for? It's a really high energy episode. It's very enjoyable. And for any fellow Manx, we wanna know what you think. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm thrilled and honored, although we have a global community and wherever you're listening in the world right now, maybe you're sat on a beach somewhere, My heart and soul is in Manchester. I am a Mancunian, proud Man City fan and I love getting guests on the show who are also fellow Mancunians and this next guest will hopefully need no introduction to the Manchester community but for those who are not yet familiar this is Zach Giorgio and he's the owner and founder of Chroma Recruitment and also fellow podcast host of Northwestify. So welcome to you today, how are you?
1: yeah I'm good thank you it feels very very strange being on the other end and it didn't start very well with you saying yeah you're a blue and I'm a big red so but it's fine yeah, but you go, know what? it's
0: absent the thing is and I know you'll probably think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually followed them since 91 when they were it, they went down to the second division at the time um I love football and I'll sit and watch any match and if United are playing against another team apart from City I'll support United I just love football I As love well, Marcus we- Rashford as
1: as long as the city's thriving that's 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 honestly
0: that is I genuinely my my boyfriend's a United fan and he he can't believe how much I love United I I still love United I love Rashford I think he's brilliant I love you your manager your current manager as we record this in March 2023 who knows when it goes out you just don't know but no it's tell us a little bit about your business and why we're so focused on Manchester I know we're going to come on to it Talk, talk a little bit about who you are and what you do
1: yeah so um so I've been in recruitment for since 1996, I've been around for a long time. I was involved in several other businesses over the years. And in 2015, I decided that I was going to set my own up solely. So I'd been heavily involved at very senior uh, level with, within other businesses, but I decided that I was going to do my own thing. So during that sort of phase of, you know, left the business that you've helped grown and that whole period of, you know, sort of what do I do, how do I do it, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I then thought to myself, right, okay, well, I've watched a few of my friends and they'd set up recruitment businesses and their businesses were set up very much with a focus on uh, a very specific discipline and maybe going global with it and, and, and not moving outside. And I think it was very much a, a viewpoint several years ago uh, that Ultimately, you've got to go down one specialism and that's the best way forward. There's too many general recruiters, but just couldn't nail down that specialism. Um, And what that made me do was think, well, actually, I'm born and brought up in Manchester. I'm a man through and through. I love what's going on with the city. I've done tech recruitment and engineering recruitment throughout my time. Um, Why don't we specialise on doing general tech and engineering? Well, actually, tech recruitment at that time in Manchester and just have that local knowledge, you know, and you know, it wasn't sticking it in Google and trying to work out how long it takes to take from Chelten to get to to Piccadilly or to uh, St. Peter's Square. It was actually, I know how long that'll take because that's a bit of a nightmare or etc. So that's hence why we sort of went down that route. So. So that's the reason that we went in there as, as a local recruiter and that's how we set up chroma um initially
0: i love i love it and actually i'm nodding away for lots of reasons not least because my own business my day job as a rector is i just do manchester and in fact even before we came on this call i had a new business in leicestershire approach me and i'm like we just don't do that area. And i've never really thought of it in that way but actually like you say, you just know somewhere, you know what the journey is going to be like, even though if you went on Google Maps and said, oh, it's only 12 miles. That's a nightmare, 12 miles. You're not going to drive that. So it's thing, but actually it means you get to know who the movers and shakers are. You you build up your local knowledge. And not least now that obviously, you know, we are all out and about networking physically again, you can make it in the community by being out there. And I just, I, I think it's an interesting perspective because we've had, I mean, you might not have listened to some of the previous guests, but we've had we've had guests from all over the globe. And there's a general consensus because of globalization, you should be thinking, you know, expanding into America and doing Australia and doing Dubai and everything. But actually, sometimes if you really niche down on your local area, and that's why I wanted to get you on and how you've done that, why that is actually also a benefit to do that. So, I mean, just talk a little bit in terms of how you see that approach rather than having specialists but going into international we are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs. But also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy sourced sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode.
1: Well, I think you're still doing the same thing, um, but you are you're still having specialists, yeah, but you're having it within a particular region. I mean, you know, that being said, Lisha, I think it's also important to get across the fact that as your business evolves. Now, we're starting to push out more now as we're getting bigger, but you have to have a start point. And yeah. you know, the, the the evolution of the business and the success of the business, yes, it might be from doing that. Mm. However, we are starting to, 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 to move out. Yeah. Um that's something that, that is, I would probably say you've got to start somewhere.
0: Yes. Okay?
1: And if you start that, you're going to do the same as everybody else. Well, somebody's maybe doing it purely on a global scale, and that's all they're doing. What we've done is we've turned around and said, right, we're going to have specialists that will do skills. So we've got a software development team. You know, We've got a mechanical engineering team. We've got a, a software engineering and a software development separate mm-hmm. because obviously, engineering oh. and, and, oh. and things, but they're now, the, the engineering team are now moving more and more across the U- UK oh. and so on, but there's still specialists within it. And then I think one of the biggest differences is, and is, is what happened with us, is we ended up with having a specialist team, oh. but then we also had a delivery team. So because we're very focused on the Northwest, clients would ask us, well, actually, can, you know, and I, I know you've found us some great developers, but will you do us a favor, will you find us a, a PM or will you find us a, um, you know, I don't know, a, 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 a PM, a BA or whatever. And then yeah. before you're delivering lots of different skills in there so it's really weird doing it yourself because i'm all hands out. i'm very greek that's my that's it's, it's the, all right the, i'm i'm man. very
0: jewish very jewish mother when i am back <laughs> when i'm because i'm often asked to be a guest and I, I i think you're right when it's yourself in the hot seat you're just a bit more and it's good i like the energy but if people are listening he's basically flapping his hands around which is really lovely No, i i do agree with what you're saying and i think you know, I, I wanted to invite you on for that reason, but the other reason is that you are an absolute shining example of a business that has found, and this is where we want you to show your secret formula of hiring and training trainees and bringing new people through. Because I think where I'm such a huge advocate for our industry, I'm renowned in Rex Rex for actually doing the opposite and placing very experienced people. The lifeblood of our industry will come from the new people coming through, and actually, our li- our listeners. Um, you'll love to know, Zach, is we get a lot of leaders listening because it's based on feedback, but we get a lot of people who are starting out their recruit, recruitment career journeys. So I think this will, this next bit will be really interesting. So what when you're hiring and when you've looked around your business at the successful people you've you've brought through, what qualities have you looked for and what, generally speaking, do you think makes a good trainee to become a high performer in recruitment? The Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. And Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd like the Recruiters Recruitment podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialize in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd if you want to know more information please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the recruiter's recruitment podcast when you do so now back to the episode
1: so i probably dossed around as a, as a as a youngster you know i wasn't somebody who was very career focused i wasn't very academic it wasn't my back. you know i was very much a, a social person um, you know, that was just what I was about, you know, everyone's different, but I always had a desire to be successful. And for me, success was never about money. So I've heard lots of people talk very much about, you know, I want to make money. You know, when, when somebody turns around and says to me, you know, what are your key motivators? And the first thing is money. Mm-hmm. I'm always turned off by that because I'm a great believer in, um, Money becomes a byproduct of being successful at what you do. I'm
0: popping in because I agree. Carry on.
1: (laughs) So when I interview somebody, I only ever interview on attitude. And I'm always looking at the core... traits that somebody has so um you know are you family orientated why are you family orientated you know why are you driven so you know lots of sports people are driven because they just they just they enjoy it number one what they're mm. dri- Particular way. So, I'm not saying that's a sport person necessarily. No, no. I think it's just an attitude thing. So, so my view was always one of I always wanted to be the best at what I did, you know, and I'd always work on that basis. And, you know, recruitment being an industry which is is very fortunate and you need to respect how fortunate you are to potentially earn some very, very good money off the Mm -hmm. back of it just means it becomes a byproduct. So, in relation to, um, my views on what makes a good trainee it's somebody who has a desire to be successful in whatever format that is and has an open mindset to understand that the only person that can hold themselves back is themselves, full stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that probably comes a little bit from the fact that I, you know, there's probably times in my career where I probably held myself back and didn't realize what I could actually achieve. And um, whilst I'm on that, I'd, I'd also like to mention that our, our actual company values. Are teamwork, commitment, humility, and respect.
0: Mm. And I
1: think all, all of those are things that I think I, I'd look for an individual, particularly around the humility piece. Because I think when you can bril, build an environment that everyone is humble mm. and yet they still want to win and be successful, and yet they behave appropriately when they are winning and they are being successful, mm. then you've got a really good chance. You've never smashed it because we'll never smash it because that's just our nature, but you've got a really good chance. And and every single person that I interview and every single person that I bring in, I'm just constantly exploring what 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 does success look like to them? Why mm. does that look like? And not, I want to make as much money as I can.
0: Yeah. Do you know, honestly, I mean, you. by the time this goes out, I bet we'll have done about 175 episodes I've never ever discussed humility before. And it's actually made me go goosebumpy because I think if more industry leaders took on board what you were saying and used that as a measure of whether somebody's going to be successful, whatever their dri- driver of success is, actually going back a step, if we were all a little bit more humble in terms of what we're doing and seeing that we're taking people, if we're taking human beings on a journey. I think would actually be a better regarded industry externally so i think it, i really applaud you for having for striking a value that i think doesn't really get talked about very much and that's definitely setting you apart zach
1: i just think it's incredibly valuable that people are you know mm. you, you, uh, you just to finish off on the question the yeah. other thing is yeah. as well for me you know so with the level of experience that I've got, the years of experience, I could probably have gone down the route of maybe getting six or seven high performers mm-hmm. and paying them really, really well and trying to make as much money as I possibly can do. However, I my personal, you know, don't get me wrong, I still need to do well. Don't get me wrong, I still need to do money. I've got so much more I want to achieve in my life. And we are by no means a business that has, has, has made it financially yet. You know, we're still on that journey. Which by the way, I'm enjoying far more than what I've ever enjoyed. Uh, no, my- because the journey's the exciting part and not yes. just on the destination. Yes. Um, but I genuinely, genuinely, mm-hmm. genuinely care and love seeing people being promoted. You yeah. know, for me, watching somebody go from nothing to being a team leader or or being a manager or growing their business and seeing the the fruits of their success is just amazing absolutely amazing
0: I can just see the energy in you that that is actually what drives you and I think you know you're right about people's personal drivers and motivations and I've always even when it was kind of the norm to ask somebody what they're motivated to and they go money you know money motivated i've always i mean that's why i had to pause you to applaud you i think that that is always going to be the byproduct of any person that's in a target led environment you know the money is your reward for doing your job well so i love and applaud everything that you've said there and i think that you know we we have a, a duty as leaders and if you're listening now as a leader to keep elevating our industry and i think and i see you and i'm not saying this in a a disingenuous way, but I think you're actually advocating a much kinder, calmer industry, which again, I think we're all responsible for creating rather than this kind of Wolf of Wall Street, you know, sales, money, 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 sales, deal, deal. And actually, that's really not what drives us.
1: Totally. And I think, you know, going back to, to, to the point, you know, I think because my mindset was never about the money, and it was always about being a success, and the money became a byproduct of it, it's exactly the same, you know, I buzz off watching people develop yeah. their career. Yeah. But equally, I'm on top of the ladder. So uh, the byproducts of that is those people are going to be successful. They're going to do better. I'm going to yeah. do better.
0: Absolutely. It's full of it's and, self-fulfilling. Uh, you know, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, and there's, there's two final things i will say on it. And one is, if you don't wake up in the morning as a leader of people and be privileged by the fact that you're leading a bunch of people, then you, you shouldn't be a leader full stop. Because it is a privilege doing that mm-hmm. number one. And number two, you're only as good as those people around you, particularly when you scale, there's many, many leaders that think it's about them. And that is, for me, You, as you scale your business, you are only as good as those people around you. And actually, the best thing is that most of them are actually probably better than, better you. than
0: you. Servant leadership right there, guys. Servant. And if you're listening to this and you're not a leader and you're aspiring to be one and you're not being made to feel the way Zach, is making me feel you should want to work for a leader like that, then you need to think about where you're working. Now, you have the privilege as a podcast host yourself to interview people all around the tech industry. Tell us a little bit about your pod, but also what's happening specifically in the tech space that we can maybe either learn from or just as a matter of interest. We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands to identify new business opportunities to attract those hard to find candidates and to basically have better conversations now you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on linkedin and sometimes posting content every day feels impossible now that changes once you have pager pager provides you with the ideas the content and the scheduling capability for to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes. And for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo and remember to mention the recruiters recruitment podcast when inquiring. Now, back to the episode. Okay, so um I think I'll start off with my podcast
1: because I because I love doing a podcast, it's really yeah. good. Um, and um, so we started doing a podcast because one of the individuals in the business we wanted to do something different, and there wasn't loads of people doing podcasts at the time. There was probably only two or th- maybe a few more, but certainly for what, certainly within my sort of circle, I could only see two or yeah. three uh, local agencies that were doing that. And one of the, one of the uh, teams said, "Oh, you should do a podcast," and I was like, "Nah." Talking about when they were like, No, you should do a podcast. Honestly, they're really good people. Listen, I was like, nah. Anyway, so I thought, okay, fine, let's do it, let's try it. Why not? So, what I decided to do was I didn't want to do just a recruitment a, a podcast, I wanted to do something that was sort of within tech and digital as well, which was within our market. And um, I wanted to one give something back, two, talk with authority on the subject, and three, give. And others an opportunity to profile themselves and their businesses, and maybe do a little bit of networking for themselves. So that was the sort of how it sort of came about. And at the same time, I remember, you know, John Cleary, who I'd met when just before a up Chroma and john and i had been out together and um then we were getting the train together because he was on the same line as me and we'd get the train really every single day and we got to know each other quite well and we started chatting and i mentioned about this podcast thing and he was like yeah brilliant why don't we just do it together because i'm a techie and you're a recruiter it's perfect Mm -hmm. you know we can get techies on and i can talk and you can talk about manchester and you can talk commercially and so on and so on so that's how it spiraled and then from there we started doing it, and you know, as you probably know, the first time you do the first one, you're like, oh my god, my voice, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and then my kids, one day when I was walking around listening to it with my speaker on my phone, my kids were like, "You, uh, daddy, are you on the radio?" Uh, so I'm like, but it's not really a radio; it's a podcast." But yeah, it's me speaking something, and they were like wow you're famous and I was like right I need to keep this up don't I (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's sort of how the podcast came came about and you know it's great you know I mean it's getting harder at times just because I'm so busy as the business has grown to Mm -hmm. go out there and and get guests and, and, and I'm sure you know what that's like I mean we talked about this three months ago and you booked it in three months or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it takes real organisation and planning. But it, I'm, I I think I always blow people's minds that I just do it once a month and then just do six or seven in a day. Right. So it's the only way I can fit it in because otherwise there's absolutely no way it would happen. And if I didn't do it like that and book it like that, I think it would peter into nothing. And I just dare yeah. do that. Because I, I like you, everything that you've said, word for word, including hearing my own voice, own voice but the difference is the reaction of two teenage girls was, oh, get that <laughs> off. Yeah. If, and actually, because my younger daughter does sometimes get involved, she does a bit of internship for us, and occasionally we do get her to like do a bit of sound bites off. And she's like, she has to sit and watch me on YouTube. You can imagine her eyes must be rolling out the back of her head. But I do agree with you, and I think you know, if you're listening to this now and you haven't yet jumped on the podcast bandwagon as a host yourself, you know, obviously you're, you're listening to this, so you must be in a you know you must be a listener. There are advantages because you, what you're doing is you're you know you're you're speaking to thought leaders in your in your sector you're elevating your own knowledge as a recruiter by speaking to people Um, and I do think it's a good way to connect a community to connect a community um I think my caveat is that you can't just dip in and out once a month and you know get a show here a show that I think you need to have a strategy that's my caveat with it I think you have to stick to it and create a momentum
1: yeah, and I, and I think, like I say, I think, you know, we're, we're just about to start recording again over the next couple of weeks and stuff like that. And, and like mm-hmm. you say, you know, I think you absolutely have to do that. I think, it, I, I just had one other thing. I don't know if you mentioned it because you mentioned quite a few things there. But one thing that I I also found about it and what I loved about it was how you can educate yourself so much more as well. Because you're mm-hmm. talking to people and they're saying things and you're thinking to them. Mm-hmm. We, we've had different guests online, you know, from... <laughs> from um, big business in Manchester to small business in Manchester, to medium-sized business in Manchester. And we've talked from topics from Brexit right the way through to Manchester being this tiny little village 20 years ago and and being not as cool and all those types of things and how cool it is now. And then the talent challenges and the tech stuff. So we talked about loads of stuff. However, in addition to that, we've also spoke to people that, um, have talked about what it's like running um, a very, very successful, um, so not not comms business, but um, a section within the business that's all about communication. Now they become the number one uh, company to work for in the UK. And it was all built on communication. And, you know, others that were showing us other ideas of things that they did, which is mm. like, wow that's absolutely amazing and some of the engineering cracks we've had on recently some of the stuff they're doing is mind-blowing
0: wow so I can't even, can't even imagine like, even but you're getting to see that and feel that and I think that's such an important point that you've made I think that when you are a host within your industry whether you're listening to this and you're placing aerospace engineers or you're placing chefs whatever it is you actually get to know so much first-hand knowledge before anybody else so then when you're then speaking to your clients, your customers, your candidates, you actually can pull on so much more detail and real life information because you, you're taking that from your from your guests. So I, I, I hear what you're saying totally. We're always
1: learning, aren't we, at the end of the day? And if we're not, then we've got problems. So. Yeah,
0: going back to what you said about when you're taking on trainees growth mindset, it's gotta be around that mindset. It really does. How has it been on the other side of the desk then? Would you do this again?
1: would I do it again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. great.
0: It.
1: I've enjoyed I, I enjoyed the whole conversational bit. And mm. you know, you've probably touched on a number of topics that probably float my boat. So
0: good. Uh,
1: it's really, really good.
0: And, and including Man United, obviously. I mean, this is basically, we we as a, as a podcast, we we do ask for feedback. And one of the things that people like is the fact that it is quite, sh- we, sh- we do short, punchy episodes. I always jokingly say, because I've got the attention span of Dory. Uh, you know, I'll just like 20 minutes and I even Stephen Bollett, I have to do it in little piece size. But also the fact that we do get real people on talking about real life stuff. Uh, and you've just been such high energy. I knew you'd be fantastic. So thank you. And we'll make sure when we share the post that there's a link to your pod. Because there'll be plenty of people that, based on what you've said, I'm going to go and listen, because actually that's really interesting. Flying cars. Are we talking about flying cars yet?
1: Uh, No, we're talking. uh, Have a listen Uh, the one that the the engineering one I think you should listen to is the Exegy one. The what? Exegy?
0: Exegy. Okay. All right. Well, we'll all be your listener numbers or go up on your analytics on that one. Zach, thank you so much for joining us on the Recruiter's Recruitment podcast.
1: Cheers. Thank you.